Cobram Estate is the most awarded Australian extra virgin olive oil. Let it be the hero when entertaining family and friends. Cobram Estate extra virgin olive oil is fresh and full of flavour. Perfect for roasting, frying, baking, dressing salads and for dipping bread. Make your food taste even better with a little help from Cobram Estate. Premium quality, great tasting and a versatile healthy alternative. Buy in store at all major retailers. Hello. Oh, welcome to Tradies. Sam McClure and Mitch Cleary. It's the penultimate day of trade. Is penultimate the most overused? I love it, though. It's shocking. I use it. D- use a different word. Second last? It's just no one cares. That, you know, you can it use sounds multiple. Cool. Se- it doesn't, though. Like your opener did. Last night on our Monday night special, we were doing every night this week. Yeah. You were called out by one of our Just Quickly listeners. They're saying, for- Yes. So you've gone to work and, and I had studied some feedback that. from friends today as well, being like, are you actually serious? You didn't know that you started the every episode like that? I was like, no. So you've gone, sat down, assessed it, gone to the whiteboard yes. and sort of gone through <laughs> Jack Ginnivan, mm. the man that we thought about putting on the whiteboard but thought better of it, now probably regretting that we haven't. Mm. But there's no room for regret here on Tradies and he is on the table. He goes on to the whiteboard. He's trying to get to the Hawks. As of 7.40 this evening, Tuesday the 17th of October, he's weighing up whether to move to Hawthorne or to stay at Collingwood. Yeah, he got he, back from Bali Monday night, yep. met Sam Mitchell and the Hawks this morning being Tuesday, was in at the Collingwood Footy Club. Where did they meet? I don't know that. That's <sighs> a good nuts and bolts for next year. Yeah, okay. Or for Friday. Or for Friday's we do episode. Our, uh, do our review show from the front bar of the Rising Sun. That'll be fun. And then he was in at Collingwood this afternoon. Um and left there about 3.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. and could be his last time at Collingwood HQ as a magpie. So I've put him on the whiteboard as requested, but this is a very interesting one because I'm not actually certain that he has made a formal request. He hasn't as of as of right now. So his manager, John Mason, clearly thinks that there's a chance that he's going to stay. It's not an aggressive, I want out. Yeah. But it's he's having a look. Exploring the market. I've heard... Today that, you know, this whole, oh, he was he's a mad Hawthorne supporter growing up. Surely that means sweet FA at this point. It's got to mean one he, or 2%, doesn't it? No, he just won a flag wearing black and white. Who cares if he grew up barracking for brown and gold? Yeah, people aren't serious, are they? But, but like in terms of in terms of his decision, it probably what he's got allegiance to Collingwood. No player is more loved by the Collingwood army. Look at when he came on as a sub yeah. in those finals and what they reacted. But in terms of... His next move, I reckon it would play a small part. So if you're Collingwood, what are you doing? Well, tonight, Smiter's standing there already putting an asking price on a future second round pick if he does request a trade. I think that's totally fair and reasonable. Absolutely. He's contracted for more year. Yeah. And the contract really helps their leverage. Yep. Because like, he'd probably turn around and say, well, I'm being offered three years at Hawthorne. I've only got one year at Collingwood. Even one more on him at Hawthorne too. Four? Yeah. A four-year deal. They can go up to four, I reckon. Yep. Okay. And he's probably sitting there going, well, I've only got one at Collingwood. But yeah. Collingwood could say, mate, like, all due respect, bad luck. Like, we took you out of the rookie draft. Yeah. We've contracted you. You've just won a flag for us. It's our right to hold you to yeah. that contract unless we get something that's overs. Now, Hawthorne may back themselves to jump up the ladder and a future second makes – sort of sense, 33, which they hold at the moment, ironically the number that Jack wears at Collingwood, is just not enough. Plus, I don't know, are they going to end up absorbing 33 for the, the Luke McCabe 
um, selection, father, son. Yeah, they'll probably need that. In fact, sorry, Will McCabe, son of Luke, who played 130 yep. odd games in in the nineties. Um, so and- I don't know if if they'd be trying to get rid of that now to get later picks to absorb it. I don't know how he's 197 centimeters, plays both ends from South Australia. Yeah, um, doesn't look like any other clubs probably going to bid on him at this stage. But a future second to me makes sense for both parties. You, you reckon? I reckon Hawthorne would ask and try and give up less than that because that's a yeah, big try. in the early 20s. Yeah, they try, but he's a he's a 22-year-old. Yeah. So they're picking up a bloke who they think is going to have a 10-year career there. Yeah. Particularly if you're giving him a four-year deal. I think that's well and truly a fair raising and reasonable asking price from Collingwood's perspective. No doubt. Just for the background on this. So Hawthorne inquired I when love Lockie- when you give background. Hawthorne inquired when Lockie Schultz first requested a trade. To Collingwood, Hawthorne inquired about Jack. It's Jack Inovan. Yeah, that, that, they inquired about him early, early in the year. Though this has been gone for a while. Was that more of a tire kicking, or that's like we want you at a footy club? Would you come somewhere in between that? Okay, yeah. Well, anyway, it, sorry, go it, on. It, it they inquired up, about him about Schultz. Picked yep. up when Schultz because they knew that when Schultz comes in, having already brought in Bobby Hill, mind you, twelve months earlier, Ginnivan kicked forty goals in twenty twenty two. Yeah, the Pies go and get Bobby Hill that off season. Yep, which is said to have. Caused some waves in the Ginnivan camp. Yep. And then. Because he stole his spot early, you remember? And he didn't help himself with having that Torquay pub incident yes, in the summer. In the cubicle. And yep. coming, you know, I think everyone around Collingwood, even Jack himself, would admit he didn't come back in the best shape uh, into the 2023 preseason. Yeah, but credit to him, fought through that oh, and, and got, ava- got available for the right time of the year. Yeah. Went back into the weights room, got fit. Yeah. So. And he- then uh, while that Schultz request came in, and the, the Hawks came calling. He was actually in Bali. So any sort of meaningful discussion wasn't able to take place given he was still overseas. So he gets mm. in last night being Monday. And I think in the last 24, 48 hours, this has exploded firstly with him coming back from Bali and also the Schultz deal becoming official. Any more you want to add on uh, on Ginnivan or can well, we move on? Just the Mooney Valley stuff. Yep. I think that's just one layer to the whole thing. I reckon there's been subtle hints from Collingwood's coaching staff mostly Craig McRae and those in senior positions at the pies for this guy to, I don't know if clean up his acts the right, if that might be a bit strong, but to, to sharpen up, Yep. you know, the Mooney Valley one was the public one. You know, Craig McRae's just had a baby grand final morning, won a flag and still in the post-match press conference, he's saying Jack's got to read the room in terms yep. of going to Mooney Valley. That's just the tip of the iceberg in terms of just little things Craig around also, the club. Fly also played with Acker. Yeah. So he'd have a fair idea that not everyone's cut from the same cloth. Acker was a Brownlow medalist and Jack was 23rd picks, 22nd Yeah, pick. that's right. But Jack's only 22. Yeah. Not everyone's going to be the same. You yeah. 40 blokes on your playing list So that are also men maturing at the same time. You're also going to have different different guys. I'm not excusing Jack, I, by the way. I'm just saying that like, yeah. sometimes it's okay to have blokes that are different. I know that Jack hasn't helped himself with some off-field stuff. But yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to provide some context. Yeah, and I'm just providing context that uh, this is not – I think Collingwood's given him hints over the last few months that they'd be happy to trade him. Yep. And now it's got to a head when Schultz was official. I want to talk to you about Radigalia. Okay. Because there's been a lot of noise and there's a lot of different theories doing the rounds depending on who you speak to. Yep. One is that Porter threatening to go to the draft. 
And if you're not willing to take pick 25, we'll take him at pick 25 in the draft. The other is that, you know, things have heated up at Geelong and the coaches become involved. Chris Scott in, you know, helping Stephen Wells and Andrew Mackey with the thought process of what they want to get out of the deal. Um, Do you think Chris Scott will be in the room tomorrow night at trade deadline day? I don't. And look, I, I personally think that this has been overblown a bit. And we always, when you get to the last day and a deal hasn't been done, and given the background of, of last year and not getting done, I think Radigalia gets to port and I think 25 is involved. Um, I just think wiser heads prevail. Jason Cripps has been around a long time. Andrew Mackey relatively new into that role, but has been around footy a long time. Stephen Wells yeah. still helping out in the background. Steve Hawking, CEO. Yeah, I, I just think that um, Radigalia gets there. The Zerk Thatcher one is, I think, almost more interesting because he's out of contract and now Essendon, classic Essendon, are saying, oh, we'll just we'll pick him back up in the draft because we gave him, offered him a three-year contract earlier in the year. We want him to stay. He's a, you know, the old required player gets thrown around. But ultimately, I think that gets done as well. But See, the, the, the classic of the, the draft threat, and also, while I'm at it, Essendon, like knocking back pick 63 for D'Ambrosio. Yeah. You even play him. When he can become a delisted free agent anyway. What, why, do, why do clubs not help? Sorry, let me rephrase that. Why don't some clubs help their players who they're struggling to give a game to get to other clubs? When you're splitting hairs over bullshit picks in the 60s. Yeah. It's bizarre to me that it gets to that. When he's going to get there anyway. He's going to get there anyway. He's out of contract. It'd be different if Dan Brose had a year to run on a contract. I'm totally okay when a when a player's under contract and a star and comes in and goes, I want out, and you say, bad luck. That's a different yep. scenario. I'm talking about, like, with the greatest respect, why on earth is it we're going into the last day with Caulfield and Paddy Dow deals not done? Well, they've basically agreed to it in principle. The AFL is now reviewing that overnight, the deal, the four-way trade. They put a bit more emphasis on microscope on these bigger four-way deals. So I assume Carlton are just trying to get um, – Lots of picks in the back end next year to help their points with the Camparelli boys. Is that? I haven't got the specific details on the deal, but that well, would make end a lot up of with, sense. They're going to end up with two fourth round p- picks. Yeah, well, probably you know picks in the fifties and sixties that they can bank. Yeah, for next year. Yeah, and one of the Camparelli boys sounds like he's going to be a top ten, top fifteen. He was player. best player in the seventeens game this year. Yeah, and the other game. one will go a little bit later. Yeah, play like their dad as well. Apparently, he was handy. Oh, he was more than handy. BNF winner? Duh. Uh, yeah, he would have won multiple BNFs at Carlton. Would you know? Okay. I grew up with a number 16 on my back. Yeah, right. Um, Just on the Zerk Thatcher Dersma situation. So we spoke at length last night about this. Dersma under contract at the Power. Bombers want him. The Power want Zerk Thatcher, who's not contracted to come to Alberton. Dersma's a better player than Zerk Thatcher. A learned listener said to me today, who took last night's show in and came back with some feedback. Okay. Understanding where we were coming from, that Dersma's worth more as a contracted player, but do you think Zerk Thatcher is more of a wanted man by Port, or Dersma's more wanted by Essendon? I, which which made me contemplate. The, without avoiding the question, I you, only they could know that. I mm. can't compare desires of clubs. It's sounds like rebuttal. Port. Sounds like Port have done a little bit more work into Zerk Thatcher. Yep. Than Essendon have into Dersma. Yeah, the Dersma one came up late. But that's an, oh, just e- a, that's an educated I, guess. Yeah, I, well, the, the Zerk Thatcher one's been in, in the works for much longer. It's just, it was an interesting 
consideration to our debate last night on the value of both Dersmer and Zerk Thatcher. Campo never won a... Is that right? Best and fairest at Carlton. That's stiff. How many games did he play at Essendon? How many games did you reckon? Oh. Played 233 at Carlton. Oh, then maybe 45? Yeah, I would have thought 40. He only played 19. Okay. Can't believe he finished his career at Essendon. Ugh. Anyway, that's just a young, you know, obviously no longer really barrack for anyone, but the, the young Navy Blue. You what know. did you do with your number 16 Navy Blue when, when he moved on? Uh, no, it's still in the, it's, it's in mum's wardrobe somewhere. Can you bring it in? No. No, that's too painful. Uh, <laughs> Is the 16 free at Carlton right now for one of them in 12 months? Who last had it? I can't this even is think very who was niche, 16. But I'm going to search it. I feel like Paddy Cripps wore 16 in his first year. I can't remember who. I don't know if Carlton have a number Jack 16. Carroll, right? number uh, Jack Carroll, number 16 right there now. You go. Midfielder who just hasn't been able to. Did Cripps wear 16 in his early years or am I making that up? Obviously now where's nine. Anyway, we've gone completely um, away from where we should be. Cripps wore 16 for three games in his first year in 2014. That is is amazing. That is enough. amazing enough knowledge from me. See, not just micro Mitch, (laughs) also sometimes small time Sam. (laughs) And that is really small time. Okay, I've got a couple of others that I want to um, talk to you about. Harrison Petty. Yes. So I think you were the first one to tell me about this months ago that there was interest from Adelaide, but yeah, was I don't un- think but I un- did this on the actual show. No, no, but you told me away from yeah, which you know counts in my heart. Thank you. Uh, that there was interest from Adelaide, but you didn't. You weren't going to do anything about it because you thought that he's contracted in Melbourne and yeah. they're not going to let him go, which I think ultimately is going to be proven correct. Yeah, it's not often that with a day left in trade, the bloke who's being hunted gets interviewed, right? That's not often. Now, nine years in Adelaide got him at a, at a golf day. Yep. It's like also it. not often that his response ends up being something like this. Oh, no, nah, not really. That's sort of my decision and um, the club's decision. But, yeah, the decision's kind of been made now by um, Melbourne, which I'm totally fine with. I'm uh, happy I'm on a, on a AFL list still. So, yeah. Did that sit okay with you, Melbourne's decision? Did you ever try and push it anymore? Uh I suppose at some stage I'd be open to a move back. Now, Mitchell, I would describe the tone of Harrison there as restrained frustration. <laughs> a little, it's, little it's message you, to Goody? Well, it's usually like if they'd paused the tape at when the question stopped, I just would have thought that his answer would be, hey, I'm a, I'm a Melbourne player, premiership player in 2021. I bleed for the club. I've got two years left on my deal. Um. I'm not going anywhere, and that's fine. Really, really humble that Adelaide, who, you know, club I grew up supporting and obviously biggest club in South Australia, have have wanted me, but, you know, I'm happy to be staying put. Instead, it was like, oh, I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> Fair play to Harrison for stopping and answering a few questions. He could yeah, have easily I, run I, away I, down I the 13th fairway. I don't know about that. I don't know. I'd, I'd be a bit shitty if I was Melbourne listening to that. Oh, yeah, I don't disagree with that. I just, I'm saying, well done to Harrison for stopping and answering. Can I? So tell me if this is wrong. Harrison Petty really only burst onto the scene in 21 when Tomlinson went down and did his knee, right? Yeah. We didn't know heaps about him. No, we didn't. No. And then since then, he was a mainstay down back, had a little bit of trouble, trouble with his body, and got thrown forward intermittently. 
tore one game apart at the G. I forget kick against six. who. Kick six. Yeah. Against Richmond, I reckon. It might have been against Richmond. But that, no, but that would have been Anzac Day Eve, wouldn't it? I don't think it was that game. Anyway, we digress. I'll um, find it because I don't want to be incorrect for our loyal tradies listeners. They've got this far throughout the season, so I thought we should correct and tell them that it was Richmond. Okay, thank you. Thank, and thank you. That was, his, and that that was, was nice his, padding from you. That's that was a good, nice six-second pad. 61st game. The next week he got subbed out with a foot injury. Yeah. I'm just not – like, Harrison's still got a bit to do at Melbourne, hasn't he? Oh, I don't think he would have – has he finished top 10 in a BNF? I'd be I'm, surprised I'm if he has. Anyway, so the, the, the reason I bring Harrison He's up, a pretty proven player. I yeah, reckon. he's a pretty proven player. I think that's the I think that's the right way to describe him. Yeah. Is Harrison Petty a, better, a significantly better player than Sarver Adeglia? It's a good question. It's a great question. I think Harrison Petty I is worth 10 picks higher in the draft than Asava Adeglia. So you think he's worth pick 15? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Okay. I think he's a better player, but I'm not sure he's like streets ahead because he's only played 60-odd games. Premiership player. Yeah, premiership player because he was a backup to Tomlinson and went down. Yeah. He's a better player than Sal Radiglia. I think he's too. But like yeah. it's not, you know, it's not an outrageous question to ask who's better. Um, the reason I bring him up is because you've got Melbourne, who were at that time, it's obviously gone through now, were attempting to poach McAdam yeah. out of Adelaide. And that's why that took so long. Right. And Adelaide used that as a, you know, Trojan horse to be like, oh, well, how about Petty? <laughs> and then the other one, which I'm throwing on the whiteboard for the first time, by the way, the second Himmelberg to be thrown on the whiteboard. Oh, yes. Is that the Giants the whole time have been looking at this deal being like, well, hey, guys, like- Don't forget us. Yeah. We're also around here and we'd also like Elliot Himmelberg. And yeah. Adelaide are like, well, we're happy to give you Himmelberg yeah. if Melbourne give us Petty. And Melbourne are like, well, we're not fucking giving you Petty. And the Giants are like, I don't understand why this is why we're extricably bound to this. We just want it as a separate deal. So Himmelberg goes on as requested. Yeah. He wants to get to the Giants to join his older brother, Harry, mm-hmm. who's just signed on for life. Yeah. I don't think he's going to get there. So Your phone's going nuts, which yeah, well, makes it's... me nervous because mine well, I haven't got one message or call since we've been recording. Um it, they're, they're, they are an odd one, the Crows. Because they're wanting to keep Himmelberg for cover, and yet they don't play Dilthorpe, who went pick mm. two. So if I'm Himmelberg, I think it's fair and reasonable to be like, well, I want to go to the Giants where I can A, be with my brother and be close to my family, yeah. and B, probably be guaranteed 20 games a year for a team that's probably closer to a flag. Yeah, and you go if you're, if you're Elliot Himmelberg, you go in and say, you were trying to poach a contracted guy, and you are happy to move a contracted guy in Petty. I'm contracted. Do the same for me. Yeah. What anyway, if they What if they get into the finals next year? I feel year? like Elliot Himmelberg is sort of my version of your Ralph Smith, but I just wanted to spend a couple of nah. couple of seconds talking about him. What if they get into the finals next year and similar happens, like the Melbourne situation this year, where they like they've traded Elliot Himmelberg and they're down three keys and they need him. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You can see why the Crows want to hold him. And uh, where's my man Orazio? Ooh, little Orazio update. He's done. He is off to the Giants. Done. Uh, no trade. He'll just go. Delisted and then picked a, up as a rookie? As a delisted, picked up as a rookie. Right. So had some knee problems that have caused some soft tissues in both the 
calves and the hamstrings, get that uh, to get the the uh, siren ready, the air raid siren. I'm turning to Doc, Doc Larkins here, uh, but they're confident they can get his body right. He's a free hit, and they Adam Kingsley loves speed. He loves leg speed. So question I thought of driving home. Yep. Last night after we did a TikTok live with Dill. Yep, that was good. I like that. With Schultz now teaming out with Bobby Hill and Bo McCreary, would you say that they're the best three small forwards in the comp as a as a trio? Uh, without thinking uh, about it too deeply, yes. I'm just going through the teams in my head. Or Adelaide's. Who's Adelaide's? Adelaide's have got Rankin, uh, Rochelle, and... Lockie Murphy. Yeah, no, nah, it's probably Collingwood. Yeah. The Giants, Collingwood's number one. The Giants would have to be in the top three if they get a fit Fantasia. If that's a big if. I know it is. Yeah, he's barely but, played footy, but yep. But if, with Bedford and Binger Daniels. Yep. Yeah, Bedford, who they got for nothing. Yeah. Well, pretty for cheap. Sorry, cheap. Yeah. Not for nothing, for cheap. And not many people blinked an eye at the time. Mm. Ended up being a very important player for them. And Daniels is just a grinder. And a really just solidly good footballer. And this year, I think we saw the best of him when he was over his body issues. Yeah. Yep. Mm. And probably, probably, I like that. Probably cost them a prelim. Razio. Yeah. yeah, he's done. He's gone. Did anything ever come of that Essendon stuff? Uh, they had a look at it, but I don't think they were that keen. Yeah. And they're, they're squabbling over pick 1,004 for D'Ambrosio at the moment, so they're, they're struggling to get it done. Um, they like they like getting lots of players for free, Essendon. They just don't like giving away players. This guy's on a massive name, and I reckon if – 90% of our tradies listeners saw him down the street. They wouldn't know who he is. So I'm not going to spend much time on him. Can't wait for it. Already. Brandon Ryan. Who? Pick in the mid-season draft for the Hawks. He's a 200-centimetre key forward. Oh, yeah. Mature rager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Kicked three against Collingwood in that game when the Hawks beat the Pies at the G. That upset. I oh, was at that game. When Nick Dacos. That's uh, with my research assistant, Dan, who's a Hawthorne man. was very excited about him. What is it? He likes Ryan? Well, he did at the time. He kicked three. <laughs> so he met Brisbane in recent days. Ah. Uh, Wait, so what's his contract? He's got one year left at the Hawks. They've just signed him to a one-year deal. And I reckon they'll offer him two or three at the Lions. So what the Brisbane see for him? Well, they see if Gunson leaves and with Fullerton gone, Tom Fullerton going to Melbourne, they see an Back opportunity up to behind. McInerney slash Danaher. And Hipwood. And Hipwood. Yeah, and Darcy Fort's there as well who can play forward ruck, ruck forward. Because um, then at Hawthorne right now, he's – He's basically stuck behind – he'll be behind Chole, you would think, if they're giving him a four-year deal. Yeah. Mitch Lewis, Cosie goes out, but then you've got Gunson potentially coming in, and then they've shown they Who like to play the – Reeves, Reeves and Meek. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just an interesting one to watch before tomorrow's deadline. Are you putting him on the whiteboard? Yeah, why not? Okay. Well, on he goes. You just faked it. <laughs> I actually wrote mine down. <laughs> You, you just you just faked it for the sound effect. That's so, You're giving up the. That's so cheap to our listeners. Actually, I'm gonna say actually which player. Are you gonna say which player? I yeah, used? your man Ben Mackay. You should be taking a ten percent cut of his his contract. You pump Who's him up that Who's next year's Ben Mackay gonna be? I can't oh, wait. Shut up! I can't I wait know. to pump up someone's value next year. I, uh, let me let me do a bit. When you as you move on, I'm gonna. Fine next year's Ben McKay while we're sitting here. Okay, so so our biggest questions heading into tomorrow 
He's, does Ginnivan go or stay? We might Dow know that Coffield will tonight. get done. I'm so bored of that shit. Um, Zerk Thatcher and Radagalia. So poor, poor to the big story, really. Geelong, Geelong will just get Radagalia done. I'm confident about that one. Less confident about Dersmer and Zerk Thatcher because it involves Essendon. And who knows with Essendon when they're involved. Any, I, other, any other big questions for you? They're the, they're the main ones. I've got a question on Jack Billings. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the Pies have been mentioned. They have. These have been mentioned. If Ginevan goes, maybe the Pies get back in that race. Yeah, it's just sort of a weird... I know what you're saying, but it's, it's completely different players. Yeah, different but players. They, they but... lose Adams, but then Schultz takes that position. Mm. They lose Ginevan, but he was sort of on the fringe anyway. Side bottom, how long has he got left? Yeah, side bottom, Pendlebury. Yeah, yeah, he's good cover. I like their depth with Ed Allen and you know Finn McRae and these guys at the he, Pies. He's good but... cover. I still don't understand why Richmond aren't having a look at Billings. Maybe they are. Yeah, maybe. Wouldn't be the first time we've missed something here on Tradies. I um been trying to get to the bottom of the billing scenario and the last few years Paul Connors, who manages him, yep. has always got one deadline day special in him. Yep. So I remember COVID, I was sitting on my couch trying to work out where Josh Jenkins was for hours and he went to the cats on yep. the last day. Yep. And then last year Lockie Hunter went from the dogs to the demons on the last day. Yeah. Both managed by Paul. I reckon Paul's got someone locked in for you, Billings. You yeah. You reckon he's been wheeling and dealing and he's found someone? Yeah. Okay. I don't call, know who. I, I don't know. Call who. him and find out. I have tried that. Okay. He just doesn't respond. We could do it live on air again. I'm probably gonna get the same answer. Oh. We could actually do that one day. <laughs> we could just call someone. Hmm. Anyway, just a little uh Paul, Paul you tidbit of Paul, you're live on air. Little bit of tidbit. Uh... I think you'd hang up straight away. <laughs> um, hey, we've got to just quickly. Do we? Yeah, Jesse. Just quickly, after flexing his JFL under 18s career on the last pod, a career which is criminally underrated, by the way, what was Mitch's nickname as he led mm. St. Mary's to a JFL under 18s premiership? And why was it Silk? Your nickname wasn't Silk. Jesse, that voice does sound familiar, actually. He's a premiership teammate of mine. Um, my nickname was Silk. I haven't. I, I've I've chosen not to bring that to the table this, this year on tradies. But now that someone else has, I'm not calling you Silk. You don't have to. I'll call you Chief. <laughs> I'm not calling you Silk. Silk no. Sean Burgoyne. Um, yeah. How when <laughs> when did Sean Burgoyne get that nickname? Why did you get? He played. Silk? In, were you, were you, he played you, in 04. Were you good I, with ball? And, were you good with ball and That's hand, all man. I could do was kick the footy. Right. I couldn't run. Yeah. I wasn't overly tough. Right. What position were we? Like wing half back. <laughs> so who are you who are you most like? You you're asking this question because this got raised at the someone asked this at the tradies lunch. I'm just I'm just asking. I'm just I, I <laughs> do just I, do I say this, Scotty, or am I gonna make a fool of myself? Come on, say it. Joel Bowden was the one I raised. <laughs> so, sit, sit a kick behind the player. Joel's just, just driven off the road. <laughs> What happened? What happened to you today, Joel? Mitch, Mitch Cleary, <laughs> Mitch Cleary compared his St Mary's under 18s <laughs> career to me, Joel Bowden, very very high I, level I, AFL I don't player. Shirk, I don't shirk questions here on the show, so well I done. had to come up with something. Well done. Okay, great stuff. I'm still trying to find a free agent for next year. Maybe that's my homework into tomorrow night. No, we've got one. It's um, Sean Darcy. No, but he's. He's a bit more proven than Ben Mackay. I want to find like a 
oh, a depth guy. Yeah, you want to find a guy that we don't inflate, know if he's any good or not. Yeah. I can inflate by forty yeah. percent of what you think his well, value you is. Well, you got you got Ben Mackay seven hundred and eighty grand. So it's a lot of money. It's a lot. It's heaps. You can shout that if you want. What? It's just a shit ton of cash. Anyway, I'm not. No. Hey, I've I've done the whole meditation Do you know what thing. North about, got for it about North and Mackay. Anyway, that does us for this uh, penultimate trade episode. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. The good news about tomorrow is that it won't. Oh, who? Okay, Ivan Soldo quickly. What? Just quickly. Yep. He is another one that we are watching closely. We haven't spent. Don't. don't, don't you sound like every other. Reporter out there, we're watching closely. Give our trade listeners something concrete. Port want him. Thank you. That's Richmond's holding him. Okay. I feel like I'm repeating myself from last night. Why Richmond being so hard ass, hardlined about this? Well, Toby Nan Curvis, I don't know if Toby Nan Curvis is he always finds a way to get a suspension here and there and like he cops <laughs> a little yeah. injury here and there. Yep. So can he play all twenty two games? Right, so, so they're just worried about backup. You know, Samson Ryan's more of a forward, I reckon. Yeah. So if it's not him, then they're a bit short on in the run. Get Sean Greek out of uh, <laughs> out of retirement, throw him back there. Okay, we're done. Uh, follow Tradies or subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, hit us up on socials at clear underscore Mitch or the Tradies Instagram and TikTok accounts is at Tradies Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, it'll be a bigger episode because the trade deadline will have been done. We'll go through the absolute latest and then we'll give everyone a day to breathe. Yeah. And then on Friday, we'll drop something from the pub, probably Friday night, probably Saturday morning, depending on how many beers Scotty has. And that'll be your review show. And hopefully we can take you behind the scenes, behind the curtains, and tell a couple of nuts and bolts style um, stories from what happened in the trade period. Mm. I feel like I've got one brewing. You? Yeah. Okay, great. Yep. Got a few jumps for a few more hoops. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to another Producey podcast. If you enjoyed the show, it would be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, subscribe, tap the bell, leave a review, or even share it with your friends. So if you want to get in touch, share feedback, suggestions, or to advertise with one of our podcasts, then simply email hello at Producey.com. Thanks for tuning in.